just because you've put in a certain amount of money does not justify you continuing to go and put in more in the future for something that's not working so well. And so I had to go and, and let five people go on short notice. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-up friends. So losing a job is hard, but being the one to make those decisions and cause those job losses as a business owner is brutal, as you will hear from the very raw sharing of an experience that is all too common for entrepreneurs, but rarely talked about so candidly as it is by my guest, Kyle Maynard. I met him a little more than a year ago at a conference in San Francisco and immediately needed to know more about this incredible man. I can't begin to tell you how much it means to me that I finally was able to get him on the podcast for everyone. So for those of you who don't know about Kyle Maynard, Kyle is an entrepreneur. He is a speaker. He is an author of the bestseller, No Excuses. Kyle is also an award-winning extreme athlete. He was the first man to bear crawl the highest mountain in Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro. Now, why was he bear crawling? Because Kyle was born with a rare condition known as congenital amputation. It left him with arms that end at the elbows and legs that end at his knees. So naturally, in addition to climbing massive mountains, Kyle owns a gym, is a champion wrestler, teaches CrossFit, and is a world record-setting weightlifter. As you guys know, I try to keep the podcast short, so we're just going to cut off the bio there, but trust me, look him up. His accomplishments are endless. I'm so excited about this interview, guys. Here is Kyle Maynard. Hey, Kyle Maynard, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Bobby. Appreciate you having me. I don't know about this whole grown-up business, but I'll, I'll go with it. Oh, you're definitely a grown-up. I follow your adventures. <laughs> so we met we met over a year ago at a conference out in San Francisco where I got to interview you for the conference. And then you were off. You've been traveling. I think you went to something like 14 countries since yeah. then. And yeah. now you've landed long enough to do this interview in San Diego where you are living a nomadic and minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> you may have some ex-girlfriends that would disagree on the grown-up part, but, you know. Oh, yeah, no. no. Well, you don't have to be a, We're just doing money. We're just going to talk okay, about money. Right, and you're, yeah. you're a businessman. Look, you have many accomplishments, and you were a best-selling author at a very young age. You were able to make some money early on, enough to be able to invest in a home. You invested in mutual funds. That was up and down. You also founded a very successful gym and that venture has done well. But now for your money story, we're going to talk about what's been going on more recently. And first of all, I just want to thank you in advance because this was not the original story that you were going to share, but you've agreed to share it, I believe here for the first time so candidly. And you had to make some very tough decisions after something, a new venture hadn't gone as well as expected. And I think it's something a lot of people will relate to and get a lot out of the story. So go for it, Kyle. So I guess to start with, my current career has been, as you know, traveling around, giving speeches, corporate events, and you know, a variety of other types of events. 
like you and sort of the motivations with starting this podcast, very similar motivations. I've been wanting to go and try to find a way to go and build a business and monetize things outside of just the constant travel and feel like there is a place to be able to go and reach people in the digital world. You know, I also too have access to some amazing human beings and really wanted to be able to harness that and be able to help other people, you know, realize more of their potential in their lives and whatever that would mean for them. And I made some really aggressive hires very quickly. So had hired five near full-time people to kind of help build out the vision for what I had set out to do with this new program. And things got pretty dramatically behind schedule. And I ultimately realized the amount that it was going to go and take to be able to go and to get the ship righted, if it worked at all, potentially like eat away at the vast majority of the savings that I'd made over the last decade or more. And had to make a very tough decision to be able to analyze the whole idea of the sunk cost fallacy. It's probably one of my favorite financial concepts. But the idea that just because you've put in a certain amount of money does not justify you continuing to go and put in more in the future for something that's not working so well. And so I had to go and let five people go on short notice quickly and ended up gave them a month to figure out what they're going to go and do next as I felt like that was something that needed to happen. The promises and the excitement that was there and was made just wanted to go and do right by then, but at the same time did not want to eat away at the savings that I'd built up entirely, you know, for something that wasn't going so great. That's hard. Can you tell us more about what your vision, what kind of venture it was, and what did not happen or did happen that was not aligned with your original vision? One of my financial mentors taught me this. He was a vice chairman of AOL, and he said that everything that he goes and gets into you know, has this double bottom line aspect of purpose and profitability. That theme and that concept is something I wanted to go and teach people that purpose and profitability, profitability not just in their business lives, but like in every aspect of their lives. And through some of my best friends that are former Navy SEALs, professional athletes, people that had achieved great things, wanted to be able to go and pull together from their wisdom to be able to create a program to ultimately inspire other people to go and, you know, take on these dreams, these visions. And it's not dissimilar from, you know, people who have done these types of things before, you know, like the Tony Robbins style events and things like that. We wanted to go and approach it from a different angle, which is still going to happen, I know, down the road at some point. So I'm not going to go into the details and specifics of what makes that so different. But at the same time, holding true to that message of achievement of that no excuses mentality, which is kind of that's a core of, of my messaging is like finding a way that can be really detrimental when we try to go enforce things that are not happening. Things were way behind on this project. And in order to kind of like pull together and unravel it, like ultimately to realize that by forcing that to happen in the nature of this project, I was going to lose the essence of what it was too, and kind of create something that was just generic that, you know, was, was too similar to what other people had already done too. So it was even still protecting the project at the risk of looking like an idiot and <laughs> it's okay. And it's a very grown up decision because you're also number one, protecting your financial assets that you built up over a decade. And that's something very real. But Perez Hilton of all people said, when you're building a business, don't always risk all your money. It's okay to take other people's money. You have to protect your own money too. And that's okay. Totally. Really, I think that what it comes down to is 
the idea of fear and ego and looking bad and all those things should not keep us from making the decisions that we know we need to make. So many of us go through life attached to the image of, of who that we think that we are. If we both throw in $50,000 into a business and I'm running the business and I come to you and I say, hey, we need to go and put in you know, another $25,000 each. If you justify that in your head based off of the logic that you've already put in 50, it's a faulty logic. The right way to make that decision would be as if I've made no investment whatsoever in that, like would I make that $25,000 investment today? And if the answer is yes, then do it. And if not, then it's time to walk away from it. And ultimately what I had to go and realize is if I were to go and make that investment for that payroll and kind of the extended runway and all that stuff, like I, I wouldn't make that investment today. So then ultimately I've got to make a hard choice now. So what is the lesson, the takeaway for our listeners from your experience? I would say it's to look at whatever the situation, whether it's a financial thing, but it could be, like I said, relationship thing, health thing, whatever. Look at where things are like out of order. And frankly, are we clinging to something or some idea because, you know, we think that we've already invested so much in it. Like it's a dumb idea or like it to continue on down that path, you know, whether it's. I talk to my sisters about that all the time in like, you know, relationships too. It's just this exact same way. You know, it's like you don't date somebody just because you've dated them for two years. That's not the right way to go about that decision. Right. But people do, they feel they've invested in, in the person, the relationship. I should stick in. And that is definitely not good to do. Let me ask you, Kyle. So you are in the fitness business and that's your everyday money tip is as how to save money. What to prioritize? What's worth spending money on when you're trying to get in shape? Because you climb mountains, Kyle. Like, it's pretty insane what goes on. You mentioned this, but I've owned a gym for a long time, too. And actually, my first company right out of the gate was a supplement company and learned a tremendous amount about that and just the whole industry. And I think a ton of stuff that we spend money on and, and health and fitness goes unused and, and wasted. The biggest thing that you can do, I think, in the health and fitness journey is to drastically simplify it and spend time actually doing stuff, you know, spend time on like, if you're gonna spend money, spend it on getting high quality food, instead of a ton of supplements and shakes and all that stuff, spend it on getting real foods, decent quality stuff. If you can eat organic, great. If not, then you can still get high quality food too, that's non organic that maybe it's not going to be as ideal, but like, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to get you a long ways. And you don't need to go and buy a ton of crazy fitness contraptions like you can make do with simple stuff like everyone has access to the gym of like the outdoors like and if it's super cold or super hot where you're at then you have your bedroom you have you have a space <laughs> at some point you have your body you have you know so many ways to go and move that don't require expensive ten thousand dollars treadmills it's an excuse it comes down to it. it it actually is avoidant of the real issue at hand which is putting in the work and eating high quality food. Right. So what are you eating for dinner tonight, Kyle? Today, I have yet to eat anything yet. I think I'm going to go in fasting day. I've been <gasps> throwing in. Wait a second, guys. Just so you know, fasting. we're taping this. It's afternoon in San Diego where Kyle is. You haven't eaten till noon? Come on. Most days I don't. <laughs> You're one of those morning faster people. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. And also like I'll throw in a periodic like two, three, five day fast every now and then. So cool. That's also, not not the purpose of it, but it does money. <laughs> probably save some yeah. money, I guess. 
Anyway, so everyone, so Kyle has a bunch of projects going on, but they're top secret. So Kyle's not going to tell us. So I'm just going to have Kyle tell everyone where you can find out about all of his top secret next chapter of his business venture and life adventures. <laughs> Go for it, Kyle. Uh, I can hit me up on Instagram. It's probably the place that I'm more active. Instagram, Facebook, but Instagram's like pretty much where it's at. Like I'm also taking the time to be able to spend the next few months, be able to go a little slower pace and enjoy and then be able to gear up for some exciting stuff in the fall and the winter. And your handle is Kyle Maynard. Is it pretty? It's just Kyle Maynard, right? It's just Kyle Maynard at Kyle Maynard. Yep. At Kyle Maynard. Cool. All right, everyone. Check him out. Thank you, Kyle. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. Hey friends, so if there is anyone whose adventures you really need to be following on Instagram, it is Kyle's. This was a serious interview, but he's a really fun guy to watch. So definitely follow him. All right, let's get down to my take. Financial grown-up tip number one, fail, but with grace and gratitude. I did not hear one bit of pity from Kyle, and I know he really put his all into this venture, so thankfully he did not put in all his money. There was no finger pointing. He did not blame anyone. He kept his head up. This was not the story we had planned to share. Kyle mentioned it casually as we were setting up. We planned to share something else. So it is possible, even likely, that you guys are the first ones hearing this. And that's pretty brave for Kyle because Kyle's a pretty well-known guy who is known for winning. And as he says, no excuses. Financial grown-up tip number two. Kyle reminds us that we can get in shape at no cost and that rather than supplements, we can just eat good quality food. My tip, buy less pre-cut fruit to save money. So just this week, I realized my family bought a $9 container of cut up organic cantaloupe, which by the way, had already gone bad that day. So it wasn't even fresh and I had to return it. But $9, oh my gosh. So first of all, Easy way to save money on healthy fruits and vegetables. Cut them up yourself at home. Second, be aware of where to pay up for organic. In general, if it has a skin or an outer layer that you're not eating, in general, you don't need to pay up for organic. I'll leave some links with more info in the show notes. And by the way, the show notes can always be found by going to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast and scrolling down to the episode. You can also type in bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast and the guest's name. So in this case, it would be bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash Kyle Maynard. Friends, big thank you. The show is growing. More of you are subscribing. So thank you again. Please tell your friends and all that good stuff. Social media is great. DM me. Be in touch on Instagram, bobbyrebell1, and on Twitter at bobbyrebell. And thanks to the great Kyle Maynard for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.